Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com. KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events, and even our famous segment, Elephants in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and the Heat's 94.6. Radio stations. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul is in you. Now pass it on from passiton.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. And of course, we're back here in the studio. I, I know, I get it. It's Wednesday, June 21st. I know. Where have we been yesterday morning, June 20th, Tuesday? We didn't get a chance to do the podcast uh, yesterday morning because, you know, when you have a great weekend... Simone, when you got such a grand slam of a weekend, you know, you have Father's Day, you have Juneteenth, right? And typically we have weekends off. So, uh, yes, it's been a glorious weekend, a very long, great weekend. Hence why we couldn't do the show yesterday morning, because I got in super duper late that night, Sunday night or Monday night, rather. 
and yeah i wasn't gonna be able to be up and ready to go for a podcast that next morning early morning so we had to postpone the podcast uh, radio show klp aftermath radio show morning show if you will but we're back we're back if you guys listening to all of our major platforms spotify our heard radio stitcher uh, our heart media and so on and so forth thank you we appreciate it we really appreciate all our listeners out there uh youtube is one of them too can't forget about youtube so we're very i don't know very very blessed very very thankful uh like i say ladies and gentlemen welcome back we're live here in the radio station swanky studios uh and of course we've got the lovely the wonderful simone teagues is in the building as well simone how was your weekend weekend was good kennedy can't complain. I'm glad that you postponed the por- the radio show this uh, yesterday morning uh, because I was I was knocked out, and I'm glad because I was getting ready to say Kennedy. I I turned up on Monday Juneteenth. I I'm not gonna be ready for the podcast in the morning. Like, can we postpone? Can we can we do something here? And uh, of course, you text me and you say, Hey, uh, radio show's been canceled yesterday morning because you were not up so it was just i don't know it was like it was like fake it was like fake um this weekend it was good it was very very awesome it is you know i went out with some friends uh, of course me me and kevin went out and me and some of my homegirls went out uh the other day um so it was good it was very very good weekend everybody was outside everybody was looking really really good when it comes down to like going out not only for Father's Day, but also on, you know, Juneteenth. Like, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it feels good when, you, when you're going out and you see people, especially my ladies, shout out my ladies out there with the sundresses and, you know, the makeup on and, you know, the fit is right. You know, everybody's going out for that wonderful Juneteenth dinner to celebrate um very very exciting i love it i love to see the culture i love to see everybody uh doing their thing for juneteenth i saw a lot of social media Uh, a lot of people was outside because i went downtown atlanta me and kevin did and uh look seeing everybody in their, their get up and everybody celebrating juneteenth it has been spectacular uh, it's been a great weekend. I, I can't complain. I know we're kind of late to this game, but again, happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, I did get to uh, call my 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 dad, and you know, you know, he he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it just to get that smile, and you know, we Facetime obviously, and you know, we've got you know some good times, and we talked about some good things, and you know, she she loves us. She said he uh, well he loves us. Uh, he says hi to everybody, you know, hi dad, if you're listening to the, to the show this morning, but you know, he says hi Kennedy. Um, he loves what we're doing. He loves our radio show. He listens, he tunes in every morning. He says that he gets up, he gets his coffee because he's getting ready for work. And he, he knows 8 p, uh, 8 AM every, well, almost every morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays ish, you know, he tunes into the radio show and we talk about some things and you know, he really enjoy us doing the show so um again happy belated father's day to all the fathers weekend was great kennedy i saw your social medias i we, we got a root check because a lot of people don't know and i think we might have said this before kennedy that you know we do have a KLP entertainment family group chat where we all chime in and we text each other and we talk and we talk about things we want to talk about on the show or when it's business related news 
Uh, some of it we leave to, to the emails for Paper Trail, but sometimes if it's like a quick little ask, you know, we, we, we send each other messages, hey, I think we should do this this week and what, what have you. And Kennedy, you've been blasting our group chat. Um, you've been all over. So I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you tell your side of the story because, you know, I know you've had a Grand Slam weekend. Yeah, Simone, I, I, so I did have a fantastic weekend. Um, so let me just give you the lowdown because I know we've got topics for this morning. I got my coffee here in the studio and we're ready to go and talk about some good things too. Um, but the weekend was spectacular, you know, uh, Saturday. So we had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, and I, we were supposed to be back in the studio Tuesday, which was yesterday, but that didn't work out. So um, Saturday was pretty decent. Uh, didn't do too much on uh, Saturday, but I did end up going uh, to the gym on Saturday. And I got to say, I've been doing really, really well when it comes to my workouts this summer. I've been going to the gym at least three times within the week, and I have I've been very, very consistent on that. So I'm very... I don't know. I'm very, very blessed about that because that's something that I've been working on. Um, just a personal goal of mine, just to be in the gym a lot more uh, than usual. So I ended up going to the gym uh, on Saturday, and it was it was very fantastic going to the gym on Saturday. Um, and then I did ended up going to the grocery store. Um, went to the grocery store, got some groceries, and then I cooked. Uh, some food when I got home did some gaming so it was kind of more of a relaxing chill type of Saturday because um, it was it was a long weekend because Friday I did KLP Entertainment did a half day so we did a half day on Friday Friday I had to go get a new dining table from um, one of my good friends shout out to Crystal for the house had to get that up Saturday went to the store did all of that and then I I realized that you know I didn't have time to go to uh, Home Depot. Now, I was going to Home Depot to go get a washer and dryer for the house. Obviously, I ain't going to say it too much because I know everybody knows that I've moved recently, but I had got a new house. So getting newer stuff to the house is exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, so I didn't go Saturday to do it. I went Sunday. Uh, we uh, picked up a washer and dryer to get delivered, and we got that on out the way. We went to Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Very, very good. I, I, I arguably probably gonna be better than smoothie king i haven't been to smoothie king in a very very long time but if you guys know me well i'm a huge smoothie guy i love smoothies um and my friend shaheem actually got me on tropical uh, smoothie cafe actually roommate too um he was giving me into it and i got really really excited so we stopped and we you know got got a smoothie right it was very fantastic um got home and you know we cooked and i relaxed on a sunday and then yes uh the other day juneteenth monday um we had to go out so i went to the gym obviously it was juneteenth we were, we were we were not in the studio we're not we were not filming anything we were just you know doing our thing i uh, went to the gym again enjoyed it uh talked to a lot of people at the gym surprisingly a lot of people know me from either working at the institution that i work work at or they know me from ggc or they listen to the show and they know what we do right so i talked to a lot of people on juneteenth um very very exciting working out and getting that in got home and was planning on chilling but then i forgot that my brother was doing his birthday 
uh, celebration on Juneteenth. Uh, June 20th is actually my little brother's birthday, so his birthday was yesterday. So happy belated birthday, Ryan. But um, we ended up doing celebrations on Juneteenth because that's when all our other friends were kind of free, right? Because yesterday was Tuesday. Everybody was working. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't have to... Um, we didn't have we couldn't be able to do it on his actual birthday because everybody's probably still working and by the time we would have got done everybody would have been tired from work so we ended up celebrating went to main event uh got some good well actually let me walk that back simone because we ended up going to the mall because he had to get something from the mall uh i ended up going to subway because i was terribly hungry from my workout went to subway ate a nice crispy sandwich and some chips and then we ended up going to main event um, they got food. I had already. I was already full, but I had treated myself to a margarita. That margarita was so good at main event. I did some gaming. We didn't. We wanted to do bowling, but we couldn't get the bowling because they had a three-hour wait time. Simone, when it came down to the the bowling process at main event, it's been booked up because I I mean everybody's outside. Um, and that was pretty much my weekend. Oh, Simone, I, I forgot the most important thing. Uh, Saturday, no, was it Saturday? No, Sunday, we went to go see The Flash. Um, and that's hence why we're, we're going to do a review of the movie. Uh, the Flash, uh, we saw in theaters. Um, we were thinking that, hey, let's just go to the movies. I love going to the movies. If y'all don't know me, if you know me, I'm a big, obviously, I'm a big movie guy, right? We just wrapped up Faster. Sorry, Simone, I had to plug that in there. So Faster is our next uh, film project that uh, my friend, my good buddy, Grant Apollo, and I worked together on. And we finished wrap up production, and it's going to be in 4K. So I'm super excited about that. But if you guys know me, obviously I'm a big movie guy. And I love going to the movies. I love going to the movies and seeing the big screen and really getting a thing of popcorn, sitting down, relaxing, and enjoying uh, a good movie. So... I've been trying to do well at that of actually going to the theaters. Now, obviously, I know The Flash is coming to HBO Max or, <clears throat> excuse me, Max in three months from now. But I couldn't wait, right? We wanted a night out, so we gave ourselves a night out. Me and Monica with some other friends, we, we came, went to the movies, and we saw The Flash. So, very, very exciting times for sure. Great weekend. It's been, it's been a relaxing weekend but it's been a good weekend because obviously I was outside, Simone. I was outside. So it's, it's, was, it, it's been a great weekend. I know. Y'all be looking so cute. So, again, for all of our fan base, that, that if y'all don't know, obviously we have a chat, right? And, of course, Kennedy and his boo, Monica, who everybody knows Kennedy and Monica, they go out, they take pictures, they... they it was cute because when y'all went to the movies yeah i was in front of the, the posted the flash poster and i was posing just for the chat and obviously kenny said okay we're on, on radio show uh we, we need to talk about the flash but you know seeing that you guys are all together and it, it's i don't know it's, it's a fun time it's good to see that seeing everybody's drive and, and me and monica you know we me and monica we knew each other for a very very long time but obviously we got closer when it got down to, got down to you know, Caleb Entertainment, and I remember, you know, when Monica was on the show, and they said, hey, you know, you, you got that voice, Simone, like, you should come on the show, you should, hey, you and Kennedy should chop it up on the show, Caleb Aftermath, because he needs, he needs a co-host, um, so, to the point of that, it's very good that you had a great weekend, um, it's good to see, um, both of you guys live your best life, and both of you guys are happy, and 
I don't know, it just, it, it gets everybody giddy, right? I mean, we, we've been talking. Meet me and Tyrus and James and everybody, we've, we've been talking about you, Kennedy, but in a good way, because, you know, you started K-Hope Entertainment and, you know, you've strive for excellence and, you know, you, you're helping us out. We're, we're getting into the media and everybody's loving our show. Our numbers are up. Paying us really well. So, you know, we're going to keep on this train for sure. For sure. Yes, we're going to keep on this train. Um, so, like I say, weekend was good. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been a great weekend. Now, I mentioned, Simone, that over the past weekend, the Grand Slam weekend, I did go see The Flash. And yes, it is that time yet again, as I almost jipped my mic there, it's that time again where I review The Flash. Now, The Flash from DC uh, is a two-hour and 24-minute movie, and I gotta say that this movie wasn't bad. It was not bad. Now, IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10, so that's like a C. Rotten Tomatoes, they gave this movie a 66%. Now, granted, again, I'm not harping this movie so, so, uh, uh, harping it up so much, right? But it's hard to get a perfect score with Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's hard, right? With any movie that's been out, it's, it's hard to get that perfect score from Rotten Tomatoes. Now, there's a sense of validation if you have your movie to hit 100% or at least in the 90s from Rotten Tomatoes. you That's validation for, for sure, but it is hard. Now, The Flash, again, they're going back in time. I got to stop hitting the mic because I keep hitting the mic. Um, worlds collide when The Flash uses his superpowers to travel back in time to change the events of his past. However, he attempts to save his family endeavors uh, and alters the future. He becomes trapped in the reality in which General Zod has returned, threatened uh, annihilation with the other superheroes. Uh, to turn to the Flash, looks to excuse me. Let me scoot this over. Looks to coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian. I bet not uh, the one he's looking for. Now, let me tell you, this story, Simone, it makes sense. I think this movie really did well not because of all the other cast members that was a part of the the newer dc uh, uh universe if you will but i gotta say their selling point for the flash is michael keegan right so michael keegan was the one of the uh, he i think he was after van kilmore after van kilmore's batman he was next i think i hope hopefully i'm right on that so it's a bit of nostalgia i was a little bit worried because a lot of youtubers shout out to review tech usa because he he kind of said something about this and I, I i agree with him it's hard to sell nostalgia it's hard because a lot of people wouldn't want to you know go see a movie you see something from your past and it may not sell well they might have a different interest yes it's hard to sell nostalgia in movies it's not so hard in movies, but definitely in video games, it's hard to sell nostalgia, right? For instance, you have all these older, uh, back in the day, Super Nintendo, Sega. Uh, those are just the two that's off my top of my head, Simone, that they try to repurpose, remaster, and resell. And that's how they really don't get their sale because it's like, okay, why would I pay $60 for this remastered game when I can go and play it on the original for free? 
right that's why it's hard to sell nostalgia primarily in video games but it, it's also hard to sell it in movies sometime um so they had the annual budget being that uh 200 to 220 million and the box office only hit as of today 139 million so yes they did lose money on this movie um it's sad that they did but i'm sure that they're not so worried they i think they're they're hoping they were hoping for and every film guy because obviously we're film people too we know this like when you put a budget down on something you want to make you want to not only break even of what you spent on your movie but you want to break even and then some now obviously this movie only grossing in uh, approximately uh 139 139 million and their budget was 200 to 220 million you know yes they didn't even break even so yes you can kind of say that this movie flopped to a certain to a certain degree but the story was there right i gotta say so far so far the flash is the best dc movie that they got from this 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 era right now you gotta give them that because i've seen batman versus superman flopped I seen the first Justice League kind of flopped. Didn't really like it, but I did like the Zack Snyder's version. I did like that version. Too, too long, but it was decent, right? It was watchable. Um, I did see both Shazams, both flopped. Uh, sadly, and I feel bad for The Rock, right? Because The Rock did, he was Seven Bucks Production, is his production company. He was in charge of the Black Adam movie. Obviously, that movie to certain people it did flop and i feel bad for the rock because the rock lost 60 million from the xfl young rock season three is not happening so young rock gets canceled by nbc and black adam flops i really feel bad for the rock dwayne johnson i doubt he's listening to our show but if he is um keep your chin up rock you can you'll you'll bounce back from this uh he's just having a rough time right now um but like i say the story's there right I really love this nostalgia in it. I really love how the way they got Michael Keegan playing, you know, not only Bruce Bruce Wayne, but you know, they have him kicking ass in this movie, right? To the way to the point where people get very very excited. I was excited because not saying and Michael Keegan, he's not old. He's not old, but it's like it's different, right? Because we've seen him in the old Batman and he kicked ass, but they didn't have all the cgi and the camera cuts and the experience back then so it's kind of to me in my mind it's a little bit different to see michael keegan play batman in today's era where they really got him kicking ass so it just it gets me excited i really like the different forms of it um ben affleck of course plays uh the this current generation of batman um, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen next because Ben Affleck is scheduled. I don't know if it's been changed, Simone, but uh, it's been rumored that he's going to be making another Batman movie as a producer and director. Um, you had Sasha Kali to play uh, Supergirl. It's always good to see, uh, you know, kind of a female lead when it comes to the superheroes. Sometimes I, 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 I rock with that. So. I think she played a good uh, Supergirl. Uh, very, very exciting to say the least. Uh, you got Michael Shannon. He's reprised his reprised his role as General Zod. So that's always a nice touch to see. Um, 
like I say, this movie was pretty good. Eldra Millard playing, well, obviously, the Flash, Barry Allen. Very, very good. Now, I'm very... I want to know what's going to happen to, like, his, his role, right? Because, let's be honest, he's been in some stuff. He's been in some, some stuff that... Some troubling stuff that DC... Boy, they pulled him out. They pulled him out a lot when it comes down to it. Um... He's been in some trouble. And DC has been fighting for him and fighting for him and fighting for him. So I think this might be his last movie as The Flash. Now, I'm not saying this is his last movie ever. I'm sure he's going to bounce back and do other things. But I don't know. I don't know if he's going to reprise his role. Um, we did get to see Gail Gadot in this movie. And spoiler alert, by the way, guys. I'm sorry, Simona. Guys, I forgot to mention that. Spoiler alert to a lot of people. If you haven't seen The Flash yet, please go see it. Um, but we did get to see Gail Gadot in this, uh, in this movie. She makes a quick little cameo. That was a nice surprise because, uh, I'm a huge Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman fan as well. It was a nice, it was a nice touch, right? Because they probably said, DC probably went up to her and said, Hey, Gail, we got this. We want to write Wonder Woman in this movie. Uh, can you, we'll give you five mil just to, just to do this little cameo. Could, could you do it? And she said, probably said, yeah, sure. All right. Whatever you need. Um, so it's weird that you know the justice league's cast is on this cast list but we kind of see them but we kind of not like henry cavell ray fisher jason momoa you know they've got a cast lead in this movie but maybe they're because they did have some flashbacks and stuff into it uh nicholas cage uh kind of made a cameo i i think they just used his face and animated it a little bit but you know barry allen in one scene he's going through some of the scenes are going through some of the different dimensions and there was a Nicolas Cage Superman could y'all imagine if Nicolas Cage played the next uh Superman like do you think that that's gonna work that's weird but you know it, I guess they said hey let's just make a funny out of this right a lot of movies they're trying to do that now Simone where a lot of a lot of movies want to do what what i call a funny right where okay it's funny make the people laugh but then get back to the seriousness of the movie um so it's very very interesting for sure um it's kind of now the story to me it's kind of almost like marvel right because obviously they've referenced back to the future right they reference that heavily in this movie and everybody knows you know, if you alter things from one reality or alter things from one from the past, it changes your future a lot. Um, and that's what happens in this movie that, you know, obviously Ezra Miller, his character Barry Allen, you know, makes sure his mom has an extra uh, thing of tomato soup. And that changes the reality of his future. Obviously, he has to undo the, the wrong the wrongs that he did. Right. So that's kind of it's kind of a generic story. Like we've seen this before, maybe not have seen it as in like DC's version of it, but we've seen kind of, kind of a, a similar a semblance to it, right? We've seen this done in Marvel movies and other space and time machine type movies. Um, but like I say, this movie is pretty good. Now they did have, um, I forgot the guy and the girl that plays the old Superman. I forgot the Christian something. Um, they make kind of a, and they probably didn't make the cameo. They probably animated, 
um, them in. But it was that was a, again that was a nice treat to see. That's the nostalgia. The first person that played Superman, right? Um, they get to they reference that out. George Clooney is in this movie. Yes, George Clooney is in the the towards the end because we forgot that George Clooney also played Batman back in the day. And it was again they did a funny they did a funny because arguably and i say that very loosely because honestly george clooney is cool he's a good actor but him as batman that movie was something else right so again they said hey george clooney we'll give you six million if you just make this little cameo in this movie it's easy money right so that's what i call a funny because he's the worst batman so when he when you're the worst of something and they make a cameo just to get the audience to laugh oh look it's george clooney the worst batman you know they did a funny in this one like i say this movie's decent it's adequate it's 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 there right arguably arguably simone the best dc movie that we've got from all the others besides wonder woman i gotta say wonder woman kind of beats the flash a little bit at least in my opinion um but yeah they, they tried right they're, they're trying something i'm very excited to see the next generation of dc movies now that james gunn is kind of taking the helm of things um actually no i lied i can't say because the new suicide squad not the old one where will smith is in that one no the idris elba one suicide squad that one the good one directed by james gunn now that one was good that was pretty good i remember seeing that when i first came to max um and that's when max kind of launched a little bit they launched and then there was their start that suicide squad was pretty good so they're trying right they're really trying the helm of things they're really trying to do things differently that a lot of people are just uh you know people were expecting the, the best from dc right and honestly, yes, because I'm Googling it now and the, the newer school, and they call it Suicide Squad 2021 or Suicide Squad 2. This is kind of like a, a redo. Of course, Rotten Tomatoes gave that movie Simone a 90%. So James Gunn is taking the helm of things and he's switching the thing up. Now that he's a, a key shareholder, he's the CEO, he's the owner, he's taking the helm of it and he's making better uh, movies to really compete with MCU. So it's exciting it's exciting times for movies but like i say guys if you haven't seen the flash go see the flash it's available right now in theaters and probably going to come to max three uh months from now so go check it out yeah now nah, i gotta go see it maybe maybe me and kevin can go see it kevin if you're listening to the show we need to go see that movie um definitely so and it's interesting that you bring up ezra mettler because you know we all know Ezra Miller has been given many, many opportunities to undo some things that he's been doing. And it's interesting how DC, you know, still has his back. And do I think that he's going to, uh, do I think that he's going to, you know, reprise his role as the Flash in future D, uh, DC comic movies? I don't know. But we then we've got to talk about the other man, the other Hollywood star over at the Marvel side. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we did get an update. Now, Jonathan Majors, if you guys don't know, we did report 
that Jonathan Majors, of course, that whole debacle that he had with his girlfriend and, you know, his label, uh, his his he dropped him and, you know, he's getting dropped from roles left and right. Now, I did say, because I think I was, the, I was the one that reported on this one, on his whole story. We did get an update. Now, Jonathan Majors receives trial date, makes court appearance. Uh, the actor who recently starred in Ant-Man and The Lost Quantumania, uh, and also Creed 3, faced misdemeanor charges of assault and harassment. Now, an August 3rd trial date has been set in the court case against Jonathan Majors on the misdemeanor charges of assault and harassment. Majors appeared in person in New York Criminal Court Tuesday, which was yesterday, because I remember seeing it all over Twitter and saw it all over Instagram. Of status conference at the at the status uh, conference in connection with the charges, the Cree three actor entered the courtroom with actress Megan Good. That was very interesting. Again, look, I know a lot of people have their opinions about this whole debacle between him and Megan Good. Um, is very interesting, right? Because he 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 dumped obviously dumped his girlfriend, and now he got a new girlfriend right then and there. Not judging Megan Good, right? Because Megan Good, obviously, is interesting because, you know, he works for, for Marvel. He's the main villain for Marvel right now. Hopefully, he still has that role. Um, and then Megan Good was in Shazam. So, it's good that we're talking about the DC movies because she was also in uh, Shazam. She was funny in the second Shazam, too. I mean, the movie sucked, but she was funny. And Megan Good's my girl. So, Majors was wearing sunglasses and a brown linen suit. Uh, he later removed the sunglasses and approached the bench with a brown with a brown cup in hand and what appeared to be a Bible. Um, yeah, you need to call on Jesus, Majors. Uh-huh. Now, look, I joke on the show this morning, but I, I honestly don't want to see Jonathan Majors go down. I really don't because, I, and I think I said this before, Kennedy, that Jonathan Majors has something. He has something that you know, every actor, some actors wish they had, but every actor has something, right? And Jonathan Majors is arguably, I guess you can say, people are going to say debatable, but I'm not going to debate, hands down, he has Oscar winning status because of his acting. His acting is just that good. And to see that this goes down, he's screwing up his money, he, he praying to God, and this is something, hey, when if I'm in this debacle, I'm going to pray, right? I'm going to pray to God to have mercy on my soul, because honestly, this shouldn't have had, had, had not happened. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't happen. Now, obviously, Majors was arrested March 25th in New York. The police responded to 911 call in Chelsea. Police said the 30-year-old woman reported to be assaulted, yada, 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 we get it. Now... Priya Chantry, look, that's Major's criminal defense lawyer has denied any wrongdoing on the part of her client, and she says he called 911 out of concern about the woman's mental health. Look, his lawyers better better do what we want him to what what we want the lawyers to do because I honestly do not want Jonathan Majors to face any legal litigation when it comes down to this. Now, since the alleges that a judge granted a full temporary order 
uh, protection of the woman involved in the case. An order was requested by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and granted with consent of defense counsel, which called the move to standard practices. Now, Judge Rachel Pauley informed Majors and Chandri on Tuesday, which was yesterday, that the editor must continue to abide by the full stand-away order, stay-away order, excuse me, of protection, which includes no contract contact with the individuals. Jonathan Majors, if you're listening to our morning show this morning, do not contact this woman. Don't touch this movie. Don't even think about this woman. Because this woman really just fucked up your bag. She did. Right? So, I hope... And I know he probably, because Jonathan Majors, I, we don't know him personally. He seemed like a smart dude. He know he's not going to go and he's not going to touch this woman. Hands down. So again, our best our best of luck. You know, like I'm always going to keep saying on the show, we're going to follow through. And when August 3rd comes around, which that's like a month and a half away from now. When when that comes around, we're going to be ready to, to read and see what's going on. And, you know. I really wish the best for Jonathan Majors. I really, really, really do. Um, moving on to other news, Kennedy. Of course, Cameron thanks Harlem for his success as he accepts the Legacy Leaders Award. We all know Cameron. A lot of yet, yeah, and what's interesting, Kennedy, that a lot of people don't know who Cameron is because we have a lot of younger audiences that were born in, let's say, 2001, 2002. Some born in 2004. We have audiences that were born in 2004 listening to our shows because. You know, we get the stats and we can see the age range between listeners. So it's very interesting because a lot of people do not know who Cameron is. Cameron is a artist, artist, producer, rapper, influencer, mogul, if you will. So one of my favorites, oh boy, that, that's the name of the song, oh boy, from Cameron, right? Now Cameron has been honored with the Legacy Leader Award for his accomplishment as a Harlem native. Now Killa... Kilcam delivered a, mov- a moving speech, excuse me, when accepting the award at the Black Independence Awards banquet in his whole time, hometown on Saturday night. This was June 17th, so that was this past Saturday. This is what he said. My mom moved to Harlem from Atlantic City in 1963, and I always wondered, what if I grew up in Atlantic City? Then I was like, thank God I didn't grow up in Atlantic City. Growing up in the late 70s and early 80s in Harlem, it was violent ridden, drug infested, and I live smack dab in the middle of it. Um, that is a, that's a legacy from, I'm glad he accepted the Legacy Leaders Award because he goes down in history as one of the best producers, artists that we ever knew back in our childhood, right? Me, me, all of us here in the studio, were about the same age, so we obviously know who Cameron is, but... They gonna make them like Cameron no more. When it comes down to artist and artistry, and music and rap, it's, it's to me it's not the same, Kenny. And um, Cam went on to explain how his mother always wanted more for him and to be diverse. As she enrolled him into the tap dancing and gymnastics class, of course the Dipset rapper admitted he first loved before this is first love before rap was basketball, and he thought it was his ticket in getting out. But turns out rap was his thing and of course he's very successful he's very rich and he's still producing so congratulations to Cameron at the black excellence award after he receives the legacy leadership award 
Congratulations to my man, Cameron. Oh, boy. You won that Legacy Award. And someone you mentioned uh, about, um, about you know, artists and, and not, we don't have them like, like Cameron, right? And we got to talk about new music, or at least I wanted to talk about new music. Now, for the past couple of days, new music has been going out. And, you know, I didn't know that Killer Mike had a new album out and so i listened to the joe button podcast shout out to joe button podcast joe button and cast and crew now i'm a huge run them jewels fans i'm huge in run the jewels i love them lp and killer mike they're like the dynamic duo i listen to them every time i work out they they are my go-to music choice when i go to work out but simone when i heard this new album from killer mike let me tell you killer mike you got something you got something right here now if you guys and a lot of people may not know this about me i'm huge into music too like i really love music i I remember when i when i first got my cd player the big round things you put cds in i know a lot of youngsters don't know what i'm talking about but i look I'm 27, so I know about the CDs and the lime wire and, and, and burning the CDs. I knew all about that. So when I first got my CD player and actually listened to the music, this was it was dope. And this was when I was a kid. But I learned to appreciate music over the years. And, you know, there was this thing called Spotify that came out, obviously, a big partner of ours with our radio show. Killer Mike, he has his new album. It's called Michael. That is the most dopest album from Killer Mike that I've ever heard. And I'm not just mimicking the guys from Joe Budden Podcast that talked about this. I agree with them. I listen to every song from top to bottom. These features, these features are amazing, right? Killer Mike has Aaron Allen Kang, good singer. Ty Dolla Sign on two songs, Blast, Black. Uh, who else? Jagged Edge is on this mo- is on this uh, album, right? This 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 album. Let me tell you now, and I'm not I'm not I'm, and what Joe Budden would say. I ain't dick riding, but I'm a ride just a little bit because I am just I'm a huge Killer Mike fan. Obviously, he's from Atlanta, so I'm a, I'm gonna be king to to our people that's from Atlanta. But get this, Simone. Because I know I read you the features, but CeeLo Green, Mozzie, Young Thug, Black, Jagged Edge, Andre 3000, Future, Todd Dolla Sign, Currency, 2 Chains, Fabo, LP, obviously LP and Killer Mike from the Jewels. Uh, thank you, good sir. You know, great, great features from these unique artists onto this project. Um, and I think, and I, I agree with the... the with the with the with the, the the cast and coast i can i can't even get it out i'm so excited the cast and crew members of joe button i think they, they they might be right on this one too you know killer mike i believe financed this himself right um and it's good marketing because obviously killer mike was on the podcast uh episode but um he financed this thing himself to get all of those artists as features Plus recording time, engineers, and get this. No ID was his producer. No ID makes classic music. 
like classical music that's been amazing with everything no id puts his hands on in that engineer room as a producer he make bangers so you can only imagine how much it cost killer mike michael renner to get this album done it probably cost him a fortune honestly now we all know killer mike to be killer mike he got the money right but you know it was expensive for him um so i listened to the album i i I, that's actually this album's my new go-to album right now is a new album that i'm definitely going to be working out in because there's some bangers that you can really work out in at the gym so killer mike i doubt he's listening to the show but if he is killer mike man you got something special with this album i every song i like the one song that really was very touching to me was a song called motherless right that's really touching to me because you know his dad uh his mom is named denise uh his mom died right so it's sad for him because his mother is gone and his grandmother is gone and it really got me thinking that okay i'm glad that number one i call my mom almost every day right because obviously my mom is still alive and you know i talk to her every day or almost every day um but the grandma i do feel because you know i've got one grandma left um which i do need to call her back um but my other grandma that died in 2021 like i think about her every day right so when i heard this song called motherless from this album i was so touched i was really really touched because you can you can tell there was some pain right there was some hurt he's still getting over like losing a parent is never fun right obviously thank god I thank God every day. I don't know what that's like, right? Because obviously both my parents and step-parent, they're all alive, right? So I, I don't know that pain. But for someone to lose their parent, I can understand their pain. I can understand their sadness. They're hurt. They're trying to heal. They're trying to let go. But it's hard. Especially when understanding Killer Mike's story. Again, Killer Mike's coming from Atlanta uh, um, him and his sister and his mom and that was it dad stepped out or so I, I read right he's trying to let it go but it's hard because he I could tell Killer Mike was a mama's boy right and when you're a mama's boy and you lose your mom that's sad you, you, you that's hard to get over so with that song I was very very touched all the other songs on this album I was just like you feel the power in this album and honestly i'm gonna say it here on the show too this is actually one of killer mike's best albums i've ever heard minus i mean run the jewels was good my favorite was run the jewels 2 i didn't really care so much with run the jewels 4 when that came out in 2021 i feel like they kind of rushed that one like it wasn't the 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 run the jewels that i know of i feel like they were trying something new with that album and it just kind of i don't know it worked it it, some songs worked but most of the songs didn't in run the jewels 4 but this album michael this is the name of this album this album this is killer mike this is the killer mike i love the most is this one um so shout out to killer mike uh again he's doing his thing it's always good to see it an atlanta native uh, do his thing and killing the game. We need more rappers like Killer Mike out here in this world, right? I like the new newer guys, but I'm just not into the newer guys as much as I thought I would. 
like Young Thug and Gunna and Lil Durk, they're good. Obviously, they're making millions, but it's not the music I like. I like the old rap, right? I like the Killer Mikes, the the Slaughterhouse, the Joe Buttons. I like the Jay Z's, the Kanye's, the Lupe, um, Fabulous, Diddy. You know, those are the rappers I like because I can hear number one. I can hear what they're saying. At ONTI is a part of that list too, and I'm sure there's so many other rappers that I like that I'm missing right now. But yes, those are that's my type of music, Simone. So again, guys, uh, if you haven't listened to Killer Mike's newest album, Michael, it's available. Buy it on Apple, buy it on Spotify. It's out. Listen to it; it's really, really good. Coming up next, we've got Addison Hayden up in the studio, of course, to give us our more news of current news. Addison, what we got? Cardi B says she only spent $10,000 on one of her biggest music videos Cardi B's 2017 single Bodak Yellow proved to be a life-changing song that catapulted her career and broke all sorts of records and she only paid $10,000 for the music video. Along with a screenshot of the music video which featured her in Dubai riding camels through the desert and hanging out with lions the Bronx native revealed a little-known fact on Twitter on Tuesday June 20th. Fun fact, I spend $10,000 on the Bodak Yellow music video, Cardi wrote. The apparently low-budget music video crossed the billion-view mark on YouTube in 2021, which was the quickest to reach the benchmark by a female rapper ever. It also made Cardi be the first female rapper to have two videos on her YouTube channel with more than 1 billion views, joining her 2018 single, I Like It. Around the same time as the YouTube accolade, Bodak Yellow became the first diamond-certified single ever by a female rapper. The RIAA made it official by adding the diamond plaque to their site's database and later congratulated Cardi with a tweet. Congratulations to at I am Cardipthi first female rapper to achieve and rear diamond single award. Hashtag Bodak Yellow at Atlantic Records, they wrote. Bodak Yellow went 9x platinum in 2019 and reached the elusive diamond status less than two years later. The single powered Cardi into her invasion of privacy debut, where every song on the album is at least gold, making her the first woman to accomplish that feat as well. In other Cardi B news, the Tomorrow 2 rapper has been awarded $350,000 by a judge from the man that accused her of using his likeness on her Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 mixtape back in 2016 without his permission. Earlier this month, U.S. District Judge Cormac made the ruling after nearly a year of litigation between the Bronx rap star and plaintiff Kevin Michael Brophy Jr. Brophy also voluntarily withdrew his motion for a new trial and waived any future efforts for an appeal under a new agreement filed in federal court, bringing an end to the long-running dispute. The parties now have reached an agreement avoiding the necessity of defendant's motion for attorney's fees and application to tax costs and plaintiff's new trial motion, the filing read. The $350,000 will be used to cover Cardi's attorney fees, although Cuniff speculates that it most likely falls short of the full sum as the rapper hired, one of the top music copyright lawyers in the country. That's my girl Cardi right there. I mean, she's still, you know, Kelly, she's still, she's still there in the rap, in the rap game. Now, it's hard to, to compare her to, 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 to Barbie. Nicki Minaj is hard right now. You know, I think there was a poll that came out. Let's see. 
uh, who was the richest female rapper. And I think that poll is Kennedy. I think they said Nicki Minaj. It's what I think said in that. But, you know, I'm biased with it. You know, I, I knew Nicki first, then, then Cardi. Obviously, everybody knew Nicki Minaj first, then, then Cardi. But, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Speaking of what's interesting, of course, we've got Arthur up in the studio. And, of course, he's going to talk about Victor Wimbayama. And let me tell you, I've seen some of his games. Mm. Mm -hmm. Talk. Sorry, Kevin. But you know how I feel about the NBA. Because Kevin, you know, he played basketball. He's more in the corporate business world now. But when, let me tell you, when Kevin, and I'm scared to say this now, Kevin, because I might, this might, this might misfire on me. But when Kevin played basketball, but anyway, Arthur's here to talk about Victor Wimbaye, and I butchered his last name, Arthur Wobbyath. Days removed from the end of Victor Wembanyama's French League career, fans had the opportunity to watch his 8-foot wingspan at work on the baseball diamond for a moment. The result suggested it was fortunate he picked basketball as his career. He's in New York to presumably be selected with the San Antonio Spurs now. One pick at the 2023 NBA draft on Thursday. Before that milestone moment, he threw the ceremonial first pitch in the New York Yankees game tonight against the Seattle Mariners. When the moment finally arrived, Wembanyama's pitch was just a bit outside. And in the dirt. The 19-year-old averaged over 20 points and 10 rebounds a game for Metropolitan's 92 in France's LNB Proa last season. He is regarded as the best prospect since LeBron James, who has referred to him as a unicorn. With his 7-foot-4 frame, everything about the first pitch was ridiculous before he could even throw it. For example, why did the team give him this tiny baseball? After Wembanyama wraps things up at Yankee Stadium, there's a general consensus regarding his next stop. His future in San Antonio seems so sure that he almost slipped up and said that's where he would play while speaking to French media. One Spurs fan went as far as catching Wembanyama's attention by having his portrait shaved into the back of his head in anticipation of the player joining the team. Seemingly set destination or not, Wembanyama's stardom has reached far beyond Texas. When he touched down in New York, he was met with a mob of fans clamoring for autographs and photos. I don't know how they knew what flight I was on, but it's fun, he said as he navigated the crowd. It's different, seeing that you can have such impact on people. As crazy as his past few months have been, this is just the beginning of a basketball whirlwind for Wembanyama. After the draft, he'll head to San Antonio, or wherever for his introduction to the city and participate in NBA Con in Las Vegas. He told a fan he would play in the NBA Summer League a little bit, and then he'll join Team France in August for the FIBA World Cup before NBA training camp and preseason games begin. Hey, the news coming out. Y'all gotta be careful, y'all NBA stars. Y'all gotta be careful. 
<laughs> so that's gonna wrap it up here on the podcast KLP Aftermath Morning Show. Simone, it's always a pleasure and a treat to have you in the studio for sure. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up, guys. Thank you all for staying tuned this morning. Uh, on behalf of KLP Entertainment, myself included, I, we apologize because a lot of people are like, hey, where the podcast? You, you ain't gonna do a show this morning? I mean, you missed you missed a couple days of the show already, right? So, uh, I apologize, guys. Again, it was Juneteenth weekend. We got turned, and yeah, none of us was coming into the studio uh, early Tuesday morning after Monday night. So, yeah. Um, but thank you guys for staying tuned for sure. If you like our podcast, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, thank you. Like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. And always, if you're listening to our media audio platforms, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, thank you guys so very much. We, we work really hard on this show. And every week we come in here and we, we try to give you guys the best show and honestly, KLP Aftermath is where it's at, season six for the summertime. So we're here with Blast and the Holly Favorites. So we, we just got to thank our fan base um, for allowing us to continue doing this show. So that's going to wrap it up. We're going to get up out of here this morning. But again, stay tuned later this week. We'll be right back for KLP Aftermath season six. Simone, it's been a pleasure. And as always, stay safe, stay swanky. Peace. <laughs>